0: favorite sound. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're going to talk about the Cardinals all night long.
1: We welcome you into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopdoss C70 is about at C70 on Twitter. With me, it's always Alan Medlock, Redbird, Red Dirt, Redbird, a Medlock one on Twitter. Coming to you after the Cardinals somehow managed to salvage a split against the Dodgers uh, after losing the first two games. That was not expected, I don't think. Um, Alan, it's been, uh, it's been kind of a week. Um, since we recorded last, uh, you know, Cardinals go to mill, have that game the series against Milwaukee where they blow the Brewers out, get shut out and then have a, a devastating loss. And then the, the four games with the Dodgers. Um, what do you, what do you think about this team? Cardinals are three games out in the wild card. They continued that little, just that little dance around between being relevant and, and, and being able to pack it up for the year. Um, what are your thoughts right now? Uh,
0: it, it's you know I, I'm not sure anybody wants to win it. Mm-hmm. It's funny you split that series this week, and and one that that's probably the best outcome you you could hope for, especially when you're resting guys and, and the situation that they that they chose to how they chose to tackle that. But then you look at the uh, the schedule last night, and it was light. There was only eight games. Two of them made a difference in your wild card standings, and both the teams that are around you both lost. You know, it it you're kind of being kept in it. You're winning just enough to where you're you're relevant. Um, like you said before, I hope we don't get to a situation where we really start counting those losses that really hurt. But like we've said on the show, you and I have both said, let's just hope they it, let's just hope we have a month to play for.
1: You know, and, and they've done that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There were times ever since June. That we thought, well, September is not going to be worth anything. Um, even there at the beginning of the month, you know, over the end of August, it was like, well, you know, they've had their chance. Um, and and here we are. I mean, oh, you're right. A wins this weekend, wins next weekend. You know, could put you in the hunt, assuming you don't stumble against the Mets between the two. Which, given this team, you can't <laughs> you can't rule out. Um, but I you know. Let's talk a little bit about that that Dodger series and especially what you were saying about them resting players. And you and I talked during the week about the fact that it just didn't feel like there was a sense of urgency on the part of the Cardinals in part, because, you know, one day, Goldschmidt's out one day, Aronado's out one day, Carlson's out Kisner plays, you know, two games in the series, which is, you know, again, I'm not necessarily complaining a whole lot about, but it just, when you're trying to make this push in September, it feels like that's when all hands need to be on deck. And if you, you know, again, they had some off days already. If you're going to rest people, you try to do it before then. Um, I don't know. You you were, you know, when you look at the Dodgers and I'm not saying that they were playing necessarily with this huge urgency, but they were, you know, they were kind of scrambling around. They put people where they needed to be. And, you know, they, used nine pitchers in one game and and all this kind of stuff to, I don't know that they they necessarily pulled out all the stops, but they did a lot of, you know, if you were looking at the two teams just, just the way they played, I think you would think that the Cardinals were the team that was, you know, had their postseason clinched and the Dodgers were the team that were still trying to fight their way in.
0: Yeah, somewhat. It was, it was surprising to me that he rested the two big guns at least for game one and two. Um, and, you know, it, they were probably pre-scheduled. You know, I, I'm not sure how, how they handle that mm-hmm. or rotation-wise how they do it. I'm not sure. The uh, It was one of those where you're thinking, man, you, you kind of thought, I know these next nine are probably the most important on the schedule. Right. And you probably want to – I I can't imagine that the guy – that either Goldie or, or Arnado are going to have another day off. Right. till the end of the season. So I get it. Um, but – I felt like these four were probably as important as anything you're going to play because you never know that you never know the situation, you know, with Mm -hmm. other teams. I thought, I felt like you had a pretty good point though, that if you're going to rest a couple guys, it's good to do it against Scherzer just because you're not, you don't want to concede that game, but you had guys that had bad numbers against him. And that may have been one of those that you're thinking, okay, if we could sneak out the next three, then this is going to be a worthwhile cause. But yeah, you know, they kind of spread it out throughout. And I think that makes the, the split that much more impressive.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I, and I'm my issue, like I told you before the show started, you know, in any other series, I would have pretty much let everybody rest against Scherzer and just, you're right, you know, take your chances with the next three, especially since going into, you know, Tuesday's game, I mean, the Cardinals, uh, the Dodgers didn't announce a starter until like (laughs) two or three o'clock that afternoon. And it turned out to be a bullpen game. And they did that, you know, pretty much twice in this. Yeah. You know, they didn't run any of their, I mean, a lot of their guys are hurt, but, you know, not having anybody but Scherzer um, to really be concerned about, I guess is what you said. I mean, to that level. I mean, obviously, you know, these guys are good, but um but I don't like the rest of people on Labor Day because I think that people uh, yeah. make an effort to go out to the ballpark on Labor Day. and you should, That's why it really bothered me that Arnato and, and, and Yachty didn't play on, on Labor Day. Um, but, yeah, I just... I don't get it. Obviously, you're right. Shield has a, a rotation type of thing because this isn't the first time this year that they've done this where Goldschmidt plays, you know, takes off one day and Arnato takes off the next day. Um you know, and, and I get you don't want to necessarily leave your whole team you know defenseless, but you know look at the people that didn't rest in this series. I mean Tyler O'Neill didn't rest, um, hit two home runs. Good thing he didn't rest. Um, and Tommy Edmond didn't get a day off. Tommy I mean, Edmond has played more. Games surprised me to be honest with you. Yeah, and you were talking about it. I think. And this kind of goes back to something else. I wonder if. Had Matt Carpenter actually shown any sort of life in (laughs) in the first two games, if he would have started them for for Edmund, maybe one of those last two. But when, uh, I mean, Carpenter was over. It's a painful topic. It it, is just, it is really sad. And it's going to be interesting to see how long this lasts. But the last two or three years are. Over what Matt Carpenter does, has done for the Cardinals. And I, it's going to be hard for people. I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I think for a while there, when Matt Carpenter's name comes up after he's gone for the re- and retired and everything for a while there, that's what people are going to remember. Yeah. Winnie 20, 21, even 19, it's going to be a while before they remember the, you know, the 55 doubles or the almost MVP type season um, or what he did in general. But then again, you know, Matt Carpenter hit 10 years this, you know, this week. If you're looking at 19 and 20 and 21, I mean, that's what, that's 20, you know, it was short in 25, 20 season. You're looking at probably 25% of his career or in that's been a struggle. So it's, maybe it's not completely unfair to have that. You don't want that to be his, the first thought because he's obviously had a good career, but it's been going on for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it is very, very difficult to watch right now. The pinch hit yesterday. It was that I don't know. It was there was a gut wrenching segment because I felt like there was a pitch that he had no chance of hitting just because it, it was two O and it was up on his hands and it was one of those that non pinch hitting carpenter probably takes, you know, right. and works that, works that count. I mm-hmm. misses that one. And then he misses two hittable balls the next two. And it was, uh, it was tough. I mean, it, it's difficult to even talk about. I mean, I feel bad about laughing about it, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we've said this forever. When does this become the, uh, uh, the farewell? And I thought that we kind of saw that with the two starts a little bit, but, you sure wish there'd be a double in there to where he can get an ovation and kind of walk off in the sunset that way, because it, it's really, really tough to watch right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tara Wellman and I, or Tara Nichols and I. I, you it's still- I
0: can't wait to tell the story because my reaction to this, but go ahead. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Still the a thunder.
1: Uh, um, we uh, we talked on Gateway this week about whether, you know, because Cardinal gifts put out last uh, week or two ago, have we seen the last Matt Carpenter home run for Cardinals? And Tara and I said, I said, Tara, have we seen the last Carpenter hit as a Cardinal? And we started, you know, kind of thinking and, and not expecting two starts this week, although that did not change anything. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, Hey, you're looking at maybe 20, 25 at bats and going over 25 is not unheard of. Now that'd run him out to ending his career, almost like an over for 40 or something. And he probably got one in there somewhere, but I don't know that, I mean, it's almost like a fifty-fifty proposition there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, so you sent that text to me, and I scoffed. I was like, "No way!" And then I looked, and I was like, "That's pretty legitimate." Um, and, it, and, and and you know, you hate that, yeah, because you're just like, "Man, he deserves better for those years that were that were so awesome." And you're right; you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's going to remember the last bit, you know, and the the social media platforms just beat him up. And it's tough because you would think that he's probably a good guy. He's been a good Cardinal, and that's a good career for a guy that wasn't given much of a chance. But recency bias is just going to kill him, you know. And it, and it's tough to have this conversation. And yeah. you just you do wonder. I mean, what benefit he brings right now other than the roll of the dice to see if something good happens?
1: I mean, you you basically hope you basically let Matt Carpenter pinch hit. When the, so he can lead off the inning and hopefully walk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really about all you do right now. Um, I just, you know, I don't – I looked it up on the on the stat cast, and he hasn't hit a ball over 100 miles per hour um, since August. Most of the balls that he's hit – and, again, he hasn't hit a lot of them because he's striking out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, a lot of the balls he's hit are even in the 60-70 the Mile per hour range. I mean, there's been a few in the lower 90s, but I don't think that he's had anything that's. It's not even like you know Carpenter of old, right? That he was getting robbed. You know, he's hitting the ball hard. You know, and people are just in the way, or the shifts getting him, or whatever the case may be. Um, he's just it's not there anymore, and I think that's yeah. you know from what you know when you look at the last two years combined. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know, and and Carpenter he's he's hurt by the fact that he you know he didn't make it to the majors till twenty five, and really didn't you know didn't get his first full year was twenty six, so you know he's getting kind of older, but I don't know, I, I I just don't think anybody expected him to drop off like this. Yeah, Uh, You know, we talked way back when, and at the end of 18 about that season, you know, where he started so slow, then he had that awesome year. And then he started, you know, and then he ended slow. And we talked about that bookmarks and, you know, maybe he's going to start, you know, that's going to be kind of more of the thing. He's going to be slow starting and it's just going to come here and there, but it hasn't been right. I mean, we're talking, if you go back, I mean, I'd hate to, I'd have to look, but I mean, if you went back from the last six, six weeks of 2018, to now he's probably hitting two hundred. Maybe. And that's a long time. Yeah. So Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, it yeah, difficult.
1: It is. It is. And then you're right. There's not a you know, there's people out there that are saying, Oh, they should just DFA him and yeah. you know, bring up Juan Yepes. And I'd love to see Juan Yepes. up I think they should have done that instead of brought up Ali Sanchez, who still hasn't done much of anything. Um, nor has Andrew Kisner pinch hit like crazy. Like we, you know, because you have a third catcher. Um, but I think, I don't think there's too many organizations that would do this. Anyway, Dev Cardinals are definitely not going to let a guy that they brought up. That's been with their organization for 10 years. that's done so much for them. Again, we're talking about what he hasn't done over the last, you know, three years, but the years before that were big. And, and, he earned a place on this team for sure. And, and like we said, he's probably going to be a Cardinal hall of famer. He's probably going to get a red jacket. They're not going to cut him with three weeks left. No. I mean, yeah. they're not the only thing you could only thing you could hope for. And I don't see any reason why he would, or, and I don't think that, you know, I mean, I just can't imagine it would be that you say Carpenter says, Hey, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And, yeah. you know, retires early and, and, you know, whatever, but, I mean, if you're a major league baseball player and you know that you very likely your career is over in three weeks, aren't you going to enjoy the ride to some degree? And I yeah. hope you can, you know, get one more hit or or help out a little bit here. Um, i, was gonna, stories, I you know. yeah,
0: eyes are going to roll when I say this, but I think he means too too much the to the uh,
1: clubhouse
0: to do that. Yeah. yeah, you know. And
1: now here's my here's my question
0: to you though: Do you feel like he retires? I feel I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I could see him DH in Texas next year.
1: See, I don't, I don't. One of those. I, I honestly think that he's going to kick around. I mean, I get. I could. I mean, I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure that I wouldn't say that the Cardinals would bring you back on a minor league contract next year. Yeah, I, I, I thought about to that too. But i part of me just wonders. I mean, if he I mean he's, he takes a good look at this season and sure. what he how he feels and it's like I, I I mean if he really feels like he can do it. And, you know, ball players have this, you know, they're the last ones to know when they can't. Yeah. Um but if he so if he really thinks so, yeah, he probably tries to get and somebody probably gets him a minor league deal, hoping that hey, he's an ex cardinal. He's gonna be great. Yeah. Um but uh, you know, when you look at you know, again, right now, you know, if, if, if the season ended today, his career would go out on an O for 27 Yeah, um, with 12 strikeouts, you know, it's, I just, I I really feel like, except for that little, he had a little bit of a surge, you know, back in June. I just, I just don't feel like he's, he could feel like he's got a lot. I mean, he hasn't hit a home run since, what he is the last home run he hit was that pinch hit home run in Pittsburgh, or the second of the, yeah, the two days he hit back to back pinch hit home runs back in April. That's his last home run.
0: Wow, wow. I mean, I, you you know what? It's funny too. Something that that uh, I hadn't completely thought about until you said something. Now bringing him back to the Cardinals, I had considered. You know what I mean? One of those to where it could be, a, hey, we're not going to pick up that option. But if you do X and X, we'll bring you back, see what you have in spring, and go from there. I think that may be in a situation too, where you keep him in the uh, in the organization with the thought that he could be coaching somewhere along the way.
1: Um, yeah, he
0: does have coaching lineage, and I, I've always said that that makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, if he wants to go, and he got to I mean, Matt Carpenter has obviously made money. There's yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. But I don't know – let me see if I can find – He has a hitting
0: camp at his ranch. You know, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Dad's a Hall of Fame t- coach in Texas. I just feel like there's a lot of signs to point that he may be around for a long time, not necessarily as a player. Yeah.
1: He's made um, – it looks like – I don't think this counts his vesting option for next year. He's made $87 million, which is a good amount of money. And and, and that could – I mean, obviously, any of us would be retiring the next day. Um, so maybe that's enough that you don't necessarily, you know, ride the buses or go back to the minor leagues or whatever, and you don't necessarily want to do the coaching thing, but yeah, I could see that. I mean, I could see him being some sort of roving instructor or something like we've had with McGee, Willie McGee before he was a coach and, and other things, you know, just kind of going to different minor league places, working, helping people work on stuff. I could see that. Um, and honestly, I I think that's more likely than him. Like I said he might sign somewhere. He might sign with Kansas City or something. Yeah, um, ooh, that's it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, um, because I don't think it's going to be nobody that. But th- that's the other thing, right? I mean, it's do you want to just play? Do you want to be on a team that can win? Because there's no contender that's going to take a chance on him, except the Cardinals might do the minor league thing. But I don't think there's anybody that's any good that does because I just don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. So if you're looking at playing for a Texas or you're playing for a Kansas city or a Pittsburgh or something like that. And is that what you want? I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, it, you know, for some people it's just, they won't play the game and that's, you know, sure. Um, you know, but some people, especially at this part in their career, it's like, if I'm going to play, I want to be playing for something. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Uh, you know, my my gut feeling is this will be the end of it. But you're right; he may try to to latch on somewhere. Um, and you know, Callie, you know what Twitter would be like if he gets a minor league invite for for the Cardinals next year. I mean, everybody's going to like, well, (laughs) especially if there's a DH and depending on what they've done in the, in the off season, people like, Oh my, here we go again. Um, but yeah, I just, now if he comes out and somehow, you know, hits 300 for the next three weeks, even if it's in limited at bats, even if it's three for 10, you know, maybe he (laughs) thinks about it, but I gotta, I gotta think that, there's a lot of information here, and like you said, just not being able to catch up with pitches and stuff like that. Yeah, he's really going to start signaling to him that it, it's probably time.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, it's it's tough to bring up just because he was a hero for so long, did so many different things, and taught you know went down and worked in the offseason to play second base. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough right now, and it's one of those to where I just I, I cringe. I, I get to the point with with uh, Carpenter. And De young that I like both so much mm. that I just cringe in their big at bats because you have a feeling you know what's going to happen and yep. it's it, you know it's one of those good guys that don't deserve that but the game life comes at you fast
1: it does it does and De young's a different story and that's what we probably ought to touch on I'm sure we will this off season just but you know with the fact that he's still under contract yeah but you know at a position where they probably could upgrade so that's 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 a time for another t- story for another time yeah you know. but um talking about people though that have been struggling in long-time cardinals let's shift it over to alex reyes because i know you want to talk about him as well um reyes of course this week allowed the you know came in in a terrible spot for him let's you know be fair uh, bases loaded um one out against the brewers on sunday he gave up a grand slam on his second pitch that, that ended the ball game. Uh, you know, walking off a game for the second time, a second Sunday in a row. Um, he he then came out um well, I guess it was it was one game. One of those games against the Dodgers came out in the eighth, gave him a home run. I guess it was the first game. Um and then yesterday came in in the fourth. I came in I guess it was a sixth in the another game. Came in the fourth, pitched the fourth and the fifth or fifth fifth, fifth, and the sixth, I guess, is what it was yesterday. Basically, two innings, middle of the game, and and the Cardinals have said, Mike Schilt has said, basically, uh, you know, that that's, that's the new normal, that that they're planning, they do believe that they're going to be able to get Alec Treas to a pitch, to, a count, an innings total that matters. And right now they're at 63. So, you know... I think earlier, you know, early in the year, it was a hundred. They're they're not going to get him. I don't think they're going to get him thirty seven pitches, thirty seven innings between now and <laughs> the year. Um, but at some point in time, in the last few weeks, they shifted that to eighty to a hundred. Eighty would seem reasonable, right? I mean, what do you think the usage looks like for Alex Reyes the rest of the year? Um, because not not only how they use him, but how often
0: can they? Yeah, that's my question. I love this plan, and I felt like it probably should have started a, a while back. But of course, he was an all star closer and that's tough to make that decision. Um, I do. I I, th- I like the uh, the two to three inning stints. That's yeah. I think that'll be perfect. But I wonder if that is a at least forty eight hours rest time between. You know, I kind of wonder about that because I don't think there's any way he could throw tonight. Um, and that may push it definitely in the earliest into Saturday and maybe even into Sunday. But I don't know. I think they're going to be pretty aggressive on that. Um, I like the way that they're, they're looking at this because it also kind of uh, lends a bit of credibility to the thing that we talked about the last couple of weeks of Shield going a little more aggressive on these things. You know, pulling a starter early. And you get a little bit of flexibility with Reyes, so I hope that we're going to see a lot of two to three inning stints, and I hope they're going to be effective, and I'm confident they're going to be highly effective. Uh, but it also, you, I kind of wonder about the rest time in between, and that that could push you back every third game.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. I, so that what the Cardinals have what 25 games left. Um, twenty three. Yeah, somewhere in there, you know, what are we looking at? Another eight outings of two innings each would would be sixteen, which puts you right there about that eighty. Um, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they ever go past two innings, because it's they're obviously still not doing the opener thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that'd be awesome right now, by the way. But yeah,
1: I mean, you know, that would make sense, but there's not a spot for that right now. Because they're going to let Jake Woodford start, which Jake Woodford has looked pretty good since he yeah. came back up from Memphis. I'm still not sold on that lasting, but we'll see. He got out of that jam yesterday that I did not expect him to.
0: Yeah, um, he. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That uh, the, yesterday was one of those that you kind of thought would be a mismatch, and boy, it sure wasn't.
1: Yeah. So I mean, ideally, you basically piggyback those two guys, right? I mean. Yeah. Because that's what I, they did yesterday, you know, four, four innings for Woodford and then two innings for Reyes. I mean, you can't – but the problem then becomes, are you going to just throw Alex Reyes every five days? Yeah. Um Because if you're planning on him pitching two innings that day, then you've really got to be careful about when you use him in between those two starts. I mean, he'd only basically get are, – Yeah. Are, are we looking at – are we looking at – well, I'm
0: go ahead because I'm kind of stepping on your point a little bit and it kind of gets away from the, the Reyes situation slightly.
1: Well, I mean, so, I don't know that I had much – except that, you know, just, you know, you're looking at maybe pitching him, you know, every second day or two days yeah. after one and then wait three days. And that becomes difficult. I mean, that's just a hard way to run the bullpen. And I know that you could do well, it, I, well, it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. That's kind of where I was going with that. I completely agree with you. And I do wonder if outside of Wainwright starts, if this is not what we're going to see out of everybody because we have the albatross of Hudson coming soon. You know, and that's – I think that he's going to be a multi-inning guy as well. And let's just say, whether I agree with it or not, I think that may be the plan for Flaherty if he comes back.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure Flaherty's not coming back.
0: I kind of feel the same way. Honestly, that that's I I don't I kind of feel like that's being kicked down the line just far enough to where they don't have to justify having him this year and knowing that he'll be back for next year. That's kind of the way that I look at it. But I do kind of think that that multiple inning stints, at least out of Hudson and Reyes, are going to be the norm.
1: Well, and see, this is yeah. One, you're right. I, I mean, Hudson. I think I figured it up. He could be back maybe as early. You you could maybe use him as early as the 20th he takes the third, the three starts that they say he's going to. So that's basically just two weeks left of the season. I, except for the fact that they probably want him to pitch in the major leagues. Yeah. I don't know why they're forcing this because again, you might get him what, two or maybe three outings. And you're right. I don't see, I mean, just looking right now, I'm not sure how they put him on the roster. Um, and you're looking at a guy. you know, you've got KK out there, which that's going to be a situation. That's interesting to talk about maybe in a minute, but you know, KK is a guy I don't feel like is really that effective for an inning. Um, I mean, maybe he, I mean, he has pitched that way, but I mean, if you're going to use him, I feel like that's a multiple inning guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So if you've got Reyes that you're using as a multi-inning guy and KK that you're using as a multi-inning guy, and then you add in Hudson, who again is a you know at least probably a two-inning. I mean, he might just pitch one inning at a time just because they're still working him up. But he's pitching in the minors. He's starting there, so yeah, you'd feel like if he's going to pitch, he's going to pitch a couple. I mean, I just. You know, you've got a lot of options for being able to pull a, a Hap or a Lester or a Michaelis or a Woodford or somebody like that, which is great. But, you know, there are a lot of times where those guys don't need to be pulled. You know? Um, I just feel like we're going to get a lot of a lot of r- duplicate guys in there, and then you're going to wind up with this situation where nobody can pitch on a night where they need them to pitch.
0: Yeah. Could you see a situation to where – Hudson does make it back to the big leagues, but it's in the last week to ten days, and maybe get a start or two.
1: Um, if the Cardinals, if the Cardinals go bad the next couple of weekends, maybe. Yeah. Um, because if they're kind of out of it that last the series, those two last two series against the Brewers and the Cubs, and there is that doubleheader against the Cubs, so there's a chance that somebody yeah. can start there um but yeah i could see them forcing him in there i yeah you know, i honestly feel like more than i think about it that they're they're kind of got their eyes set on that doubleheader yeah, uh, yeah i could see that and Hudson's going to be that starter in one of those games yeah i would love to for one of it i would love for it to be reyes in one of them
0: but i yeah. do get the feeling that that would be one of the starts i and I honestly i could kind of see him coming back to start I mean, I've thought about that the whole time, too. So, you know, it it, it will be interesting to see how it happens, you know, down the stretch. And, of course, there's that false sense of security now that we feel like they're going to have a ton of pitching for next year. That worries me.
1: There's a lot of arms. You're right. I mean, we thought there were a lot of arms this year, too. but, But there's not... And you're right. They very well could lull themselves into this. Although if they listen to anybody online, they probably won't. Um, there are a lot of arms out there, but, you know, even, I mean, except for Jack Flaherty, because even with Adam Wainwright coming back, you know, he is 40. I mean, there yeah. is there's yeah. a possibility yeah, yeah. that, you know, he loses. He didn't really quite have the same feel for stuff. And, you know, he could have a good year, but not necessarily the year that we're seeing this year. That's carried the Cardinals. Um, but even at best, you're looking at two guys that are good and really good. And then a lot of me, okay, you know, you know, I know we've talked, I've, I know that we've talked about the idea of them bringing Hap or Lester back. Yeah. You want to, and, and even Derek Gould kind of indicated, you know, Hap was somebody that they would look at. Boy, that's just seems terrible idea to me. Um, for both those guys, I mean, they've pitched all right, but it feels like don't pressure luck. Um, yeah. Don't, you know, these guys have struck and they've and half has started to struggle a little bit more nightly. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I feel you on that for this reason because I think Reyes will probably be your second best starter next year. Um, now, for better or worse, in a couple situations, I'm really high on Reyes. And I yeah. think that I just feel like. Your best pitcher needs to throw more innings. That's how I felt about him being a closer in all kinds of stuff. I knew he was deadly. I just think he has he has several pitches. I feel like the walks probably level out more in a scenario where he throws multiple innings and can work on things more than he can in the one-inning pressure cooker. But you do wonder, even with him, you, who are you looking at next year? You're going Wainwright, Flaherty, Reyes, Michaelis, uh, Hudson probably? With you know um, Woodford Oviedo Libertor coming yeah. quickly, you know that's okay. which is not bad, but you do wonder outside of and even Flaherty's injury, there's a lot of yellow flags with yeah. everybody in that rotation.
1: Yeah, well, and then then you get into this idea that we've heard this week about the Cardinals moving the walls in, which we have talked about most of the, some of the year that they need to probably think about that just because of how the ballparks play. And again, I don't want to get into the fact that that's necessarily going to solve the offense. Cause obviously, you know, the offense will help, but it will also hurt the pitching. Yeah. I and mean, if you've got guys that are making their living by, you know, you, the ground balls are fine, but if you're getting those guys that are kind of, you know, the fly balls that go out to die in the outfield, well, those fly balls may not die anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. And you've got to evaluate what that means. Um, you know, I—I I mean, I don't have anything. Just, just feel. I'm not looking at it because I may be completely wrong. I feel like that's a situation where, you know, Miles Michaelis doesn't do as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say KK, but he's—I—I I feel like up until the last couple of. If you had told me, if you had talked about this in July or August, I'd have said they're probably going to excite him to an extension, you know, another year or so. I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, think I think they've decided that he's not going to fit. There. I mean, we saw that this week that they moved him to the, the bullpen and kind of gave him like no notice. And apparently he wasn't real happy about that. Um, so, you know, that's this organization with their amazing people skills yet again. Um, But I can't really fault them too much because KK is, he's just not going to get past the fifth inning very often. And that's hard to deal with, with a starter, but I'm not sure how great he is as a reliever. I mean, he's okay. He's fine, but he's not going to be your closer or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I, I don't, don't, that that has been a weird situation. You know, and you do. You wonder about some of the, uh, you wonder about some of the injuries and, and some of the situations where he's pulled himself out of games and he's missed starts and there was potential elbow issues and some back issues and stuff like that. Yeah. You wonder if that was a if that was a Kim situation, not a Cardinal situation, because I've always felt that the Cardinals always err on the side of caution, and to bring him back out with a cranky elbow, I did think was weird. So you do wonder if it's more of a him situation than it is the organization and not to be a a mouthpiece for the organization either. But I don't, I just, something hasn't felt right about this because one, he didn't come back to, to take a spot in the rotation anyway, until someone got hurt. Then he takes it, then he loses it due to poor performance. And then this happens where it's a lack of communication. So I don't know. There's a lot of signs that point to the relationship not being that great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's disappointing. I mean, I feel like just on a personal level that, especially this year, because I don't think we got a chance really last year, we've seen more you know, personality out of Kim on the mound Yes, um, than you see out of most anybody. I mean, he's smiling. He's, you know, he understands when he's giving a big hit, you know, and, you know, he's grimacing and stuff like that. And, um, but he looks like. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we'd never be able to talk to him without the interpreter. But I mean, he looks like a guy that's got a good personality and such. And I think that he probably has seen that. But um, I don't. I but I agree. I, I think that between injuries and between as yeah, not being as effective, and you know, it's it's difficult to make that transition. And we saw that with with Miles Michaelis too. You know, coming from a foreign league over here. Can get you by for a year, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that exactly. second year, you just yeah. don't know what you are gonna get.
0: Um, I agree. I felt like with Kim this year that some of the benefit that he had that that would have been huge is the the uh, um, the unfamiliarity, right? Because I thought the sixty games last year was gonna be huge for him. Mm-hmm. That guy still the guy a lot of the league hadn't seen him other than the centrals, and I just felt like he's been injured too much to to actually build upon that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's gone – so he went six innings against the Marlins back in June. Um, he went seven innings against the Giants right after the 4th of July. Uh, that was a good stretch. He had a good stretch there in July because he had yeah. seven, six, 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 and then had that two out of two-thirds against Cleveland when everything blew up and then hasn't pitched you know, over four innings since then. And in part, that's because of being out for the injury and then being shifted to the bullpen. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, I imagine if you are talking about people that are going to play someplace else. I wondered if Kim would want to play somewhere else in the major in the major leagues, just because of <clears throat> trying to uproot. You know, adding adding that level of you know learning another organization onto learning a whole another culture type of thing. Yeah, but I bet he could go somewhere and be pretty effective for another team. Um, Hopefully, you know, especially one like maybe San Francisco that has a good, yeah, good, that's a good, good point outfield. Um, I mean, again, I don't know if that's those kind of places have a spot open, but um, I, I could see him pitching in the majors next year. And I don't, you know, and if the Cardinals brought him back, I wouldn't be offended, but it just feels like they're gonna, of course, you know, say that about the offense, especially, but it feels like they need a Bit of an upgrade in that pitching rotation because it kind of gets back to what you're saying. A lot of yellow flags, a lot of eh, at the end of the rotation. It feels like you need a guy that's a that could be a real number two, you know. And and if and if he's a number three next year because Adam Wainwright's great, then you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Somebody that could be a number two, and you know, because even after next year, I mean, you get into 2023. And you're, you know, you're not going to have Adam Wayne, right? You, I think you still have Jack Flaherty for you then. But, um, but even if you've got Reyes and Librator coming up, those are guys that are going to need some sort of, you know, you're going to need some sort of, you don't want to rely on those two guys. Even if Reyes has a good 2022, I don't know that you're ready to rely on him in 2023 because 2022, he's not going to be able to pitch. 100. I don't think he gets to, Can he get to 150 innings next year? Do you think?
0: Ooh, man, that's a lot. Look, uh, what, uh, Let's see where are we right now in Cardinal starters. Let me bring it up. We are. This isn't entertaining. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I don't.
0: You know. I don't know. I mean, you get look what Wainwright's done, and he's thrown 185 or 184. Yeah. You know. So that's. I don't know. That's pretty tough. Would you be yeah. surprised to know that Kim is second with 100?
1: That is a bit of a surprise, I but I mean, uh, you know, Flaherty's been out for so long. Yeah. And then, you know, Michaelis of course didn't pitch very much. Um, I wonder if that would be the same if you still had John Gant here. Yeah. Cause I don't know. How yeah. Many good point. Gant, I don't know. Let me see how many Gant pitched for the Cardinals. <clears throat> he pitched 76 and a third for the Cardinals. <laughs> and he's pitched about another 26. So on the season, he's over hundred. Yeah. Um, but whether he were to be still over hundred in St. Louis, if he'd stayed the whole time, I don't know. Um, yeah, it is a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, again, I, this is a chance next year, you know, with the money that's coming off the books and with the stuff that's coming off the books, they have a chance to really upgrade it a few places. And I really think, but I don't know. I don't know who's really going to be available. Is the yeah, kicker sure? I now mean, let's go out and get a Scherzer, and then that, yeah. Hypothetically, I was going to ask you this.
0: So yeah. if I was to say they go out and get Scherzer and pay what it's going to cost, I did not think it was going to be as much as it was. But he'll probably win the Cy Young this year, he or Burns, and it's going to be expensive. If you did that, would you? Could you live with Sosa getting a full run at shortstop? Live, I guess, is tough to. I say, mean, yeah, yeah,
1: probably. I think they could probably, I mean, I, not without doing the money situation, really looking at it. They probably could do that and still upgrade a shortstop. Yeah. But, and I think that they, I think that that's also something that we need to be kind of looking at. And, and <laughs> you know, the Cardinals did that last year with, oh, we got Nolan Arenado and we're done. Yeah. Well, you know, that's great but you also didn't spend any money for Nolan Auto this year. Yeah. You know, you could have probably brought in at least another, you know, another one, you know, player on a one year contract or something. But, um but yeah, I, the, the, what worries me about Scherzer as much as I'd like to have him is you're right. He's going to be expensive and that age is going to come. He's
0: gonna, yeah. He's going to pitch it. You know, his velocity at 37 isn't is different than Wainwright at forty?
1: And I'm not. I, I would not be surprised as competitive as Scherzer is that he could be effective at forty. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't completely he, agree with that. I don't know if he could be Wainwright effective because Wainwright's got that curveball and stuff. But that's Scherzer, yeah. Scherzer's smart and he can knows how to pitch, and he can be effective at forty. But yep. is he going to be as? Is he going to be? $30 million worth effective at 40. Sure. I think that's what we're going to, and so that's what worries me. I mean, that's why you should have bought Scherzer the yeah. last time he was out on the free agent market um, this year. Boy, though, I, I'd still probably want him to do it. I think. Yeah. I, Yeah. There's one of those situations to it to me to where um,
0: I think that if attendance is, is an issue for you, and it it has bothered you. I don't think it's as substantial as as we talked about, just because they're still in the top five, six in the league right now. With just because baseball's down so far. If you want to make a big splash, I do think that you have to get Scherzer or a Pools. And you know what I mean? One of those things just to, to put butts in the seats. I'm not so certain that's what they're aiming for at all. But it would it would be pretty substantial with one of those two names. Um, you know, I they're going to be competitive next year. So I think that you could justify bringing either one of them back, but Scherz is one that I think is going to pack the house as equally as, as Albert would
1: yeah, for different potentially, potentially. Different, yeah. And, and again, I don't, Albert's not going to cost much. You, you will bring Albert. You can get Albert. Yeah. He wants to play. Sure. And if he's willing to do, because like I said, if he's willing to be a left-handed DH and occasional pinch hitter on a team with Poulos with Wainwright and Molina riding out in the sunset, you know, you do that. Um, and I don't think it costs you, but a couple million dollars here and there, whatever, $5 million, maybe something. I don't know. It's not cost you much. Scherzer. The Scherzer get, you think he gets a three year deal? Uh, I would think so. I don't I think, think so. Longer than that.
0: Nah. And yet, uh, you know, he'll pitch at, he'll turn 38 in the season next year. Yeah.
1: It's um, a 37 season. Yeah. 37, 38, 39 year seasons, which means in that last contract year, he turned 40.
0: Yeah, I would think so.
1: That would seem reasonable,
0: right? You know what? Go go ahead. uh, I mean, I I, I brought this up last week. I just, it's, I just don't, I think it's, I think it's interesting that the Cardinals don't have any Boris clients. That's the thing that I I have with Scherzer.
1: But they have, I mean, yeah, no, I I agree. agree. I agree. You think of Ankiel and Drew. Yeah. um, You know, They've had connections with it. I don't, I don't you know. I'm not so I'm
0: not certain either of those names were helped that cause. Ankeel potentially.
1: Ankyl. Ankyl. They they still have real good fond feelings of Ankeel, and I don't. I ought to feel really fond about J.D. Drew since I got him at a point right. That um, <laughs> was right, King. You know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, but you know, if you're doing a three-year deal for Scherzer, and say it's Thirty million a year. I don't know. And, and again, next year you can afford it, I think, without any problem. Yeah. By the time you get to that third year, you've knock on all the wood you want, but maybe you've got a rotation that's got him, and you know maybe a, a Librator that's on basically a you know minimum salary. Yeah. A an Oviedo that's on a fairly small, low salary. Um, by the last year, Reyes would have hit arbitrations. So, but you know, even that may not be as pricey. You may be able to buy some of that out if you want yeah. to. The only thing is, you know, are you going to have to spend for Flaherty? Um, but I think that, I think you can make the money work. And the fact that even if he's not $30 million worth of effective in that last year, you're getting a whole lot of surplus value out of some of your young guys.
0: Sure. So that's, can, yeah. Yeah. I can
1: make that argument. Um, yeah.
0: And it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Now, again, do this, does that mean they go get a, you know, Corey Seeger or something like that as well? I don't know. And that's when you start, you know, having to run the numbers and seeing if they're going to get comfortable with that. Um, they do have a lot more spots for next year for sure. And, and you know, you even then you start looking at, okay, you feel like Nolan Gorman's going to be your second baseman pretty soon. Yeah. It's going to be minimum for a while. And, and again, this is all depends on the CBA coming up, you know, things may change, but um, you know, you've got that guy. And then, you know, you've got, you know, some young outfielders coming up that if Harrison Bader starts getting pricey because of arbitration. Um, you know, maybe you move on from him or something, you know, I don't know, but there's there's ways to keep the cost down in that regard too. So you know, and you may I just got to feel like although they've never done this before, so I don't know why I have a feel this way. But I got to feel like there's an obligation to Molina and Wainwright to yeah. try to put together a team that can win the World Series. Not a team that can make the playoffs, but a team that can win the World Series. And it doesn't mean they will win it, obviously, but sure. You know, if you go into a year that, okay, well, we're going to rely on our young guys, yeah, maybe that works, but I I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to honor what Wainwright and Molina have done for your organization. And especially if you bring in Pool Holes as, as another part of this nostalgia run, you do it. I mean, it's, but that Pool Holes is like your icing on the cake type of thing. After you get a Scherzer and a, and a, and a Seeger, then you bring Pool Holes in. And everybody rides off into the sunset with hopefully with a new ring. Um, but I don't, you know, in years past, I'd say that, but the Cardinals have said it. I mean, they almost said, like I said, that, that in, you know, a couple of years ago or last year, maybe even where they were talking about, this could be the last year for these two guys. Do you have a, and they basically said, no, we don't feel like we have an obligation to do that. We're just gonna put the best team out there. We can blah, blah, blah. We're not going to focus on, you know, well, I, I, I don't know that that's fair. Fair to those guys,
0: for sure. Yeah, well, and that, and I'm sure any, there's always some competitive advantage or disadvantage to most talk on those kind of things. You know what I mean? And that, that I would assume he's avoiding the undue pressure on younger guys in that situation. I do think it's funny. I am 100% in step with you in agreement on that. That I feel like, hey, if you guys are willing to come back, uh, let's 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 throw down and let's, let's try to make a serious run on this. Let's try to win the division with our pitching. We feel like that means that we have a good chance to reach the world series. I agree with you. 100% on that. I do find it funny that there are some in the, the paid media that have pushed back on us for building that narrative. And I don't know. I agree with you. I think that that's probably the, the way they, they behind closed doors approach it. And, uh in feel like that's probably what they would do if they brought everybody back. Yeah, But no, you're right. I mean, that's the, – in the – you know, good side, bad side talking about this. Yeah. I hate getting myself set up for an active offseason to not have anything. And the Sosa situation kind of concerns me, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> do you think that they are going to be so in love with what Sosa did here that they think he can be a starter? Now, and I, I'm not. I don't know that he can't be. I'm just. Yeah, talking. I do. I do. I
0: feel like that. I feel like that and, that. and that may be. They may. You may not hear that until you see what. Uh, I think that you know your Correa is going to get big money, and someone's going to go to New York. You know, one of the to the Yankees, and that's probably going to be a thirty million dollar contract right there. Well, then you can see how it rolls downhill. You're probably going to get Seager. You're probably going to get a bias situation. You may trip. You may fall down to where you can get into the Simeon deal. Well, if Simeon's making a lot of money, they're not going to pay that, you know. And you, I feel like at that point, you could see the angle turning into well. With Gorman coming, we feel like that we can fill the middle infield with Edmund Sosa, and uh, Gorman. And and I'm saying this with the with the thought that I feel like they may trade to Young regardless. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see that. I could honestly see that being the direction they go, and say that that was the plan all along. After they missed on some free agents,
1: maybe. I don't. I mean, I like Sosa. I like what he's doing. I'm just to, is the best
0: for right now. I feel absolutely. like you could, you could get a left-handed bat and upgrade substantially at shortstop yeah. in the off season.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. There is, and and it's for much grief as Mike Schilt gets about a lot of things the fact that he has basically made that switch at shortstop that made that short switch from Sosa or from DeYoung to Sosa as a starter is, is credit to him. Yeah. Um, Because I don't, I'm pretty sure, you know, for all the talk about Mike Matheny 2.0, Mike Matheny would not have done that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, I think the fact that we haven't seen Matt Carpenter much this year, except for you know these occasional starts here and there he has not had a run of a week even where he started I don't think all year long um, that kind of thing probably wouldn't have happened either I mean you can argue there's a lot of things that Mike Shields should still still be doing and I get that um, but I also think that he also and maybe it's not him maybe it's the front office and I think they all work together blah blah, blah but um, they're they're recognizing that some players have had the chance to play their way into or out of the lineup. And you know, it's not just a inherited situation. Um, which is good. And, you yep. know, like I say, I like what Sosa's done. I mean, he's looked and in this month, I mean, just in these in September, which is, you know, not very many games, but he's only had one hitless game. He's hitting three sixty four. Um he's got a home run. He's he's got a little bit of power. I mean, he's got a little bit surprising power, right? I mean, five home runs in the year, just enough to every once in a while smack you. Um, I I would like to see Sosa definitely on this team next year is you know, even if they upgrade um a guy that plays some yeah, yeah. But um but then again, boy, you upgrade at shortstop, and if you do plan to let Nolan Gorman play second base at some point in time. What does that mean for Tommy Edmond? And if Tommy Edmond's your versatile guy, how do you have a guy like Sosa? Who's, I mean, how's he ever going to play?
0: No, I agree. I mean, that's, I think that, uh, that, that, that's a, I wouldn't say it's a concern. I feel like the best Tommy Edmond you have is playing second base and I feel like you've seen that offensively and defensively. And you love the versatility that he's so athletic, but I feel like the best player we've seen out of him is when he's played second base every day. I think that Gorman turns Edmund into that fourth outfielder in a heartbeat. And that's a little concerning to me, you know, and it's, it's still amazing to me that he just doesn't get much run at shortstop either.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And I do think the good knock on the good thing, quote, quote, about Gorman at second base there's going to be a lot of opportunities to play there in the in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings for somebody else. Because, you know, when they've got a lead, the, that's probably a situation where they're going to – you know, if Tommy Edmund plays on this team, he's probably playing second base at the end of games a lot of times. Yeah. I'm like, you know, um, you know whether that means he starts in the outfield, it comes in, or whatever. But because um, I just – I feel like – I mean, Gorman's gotten better at – defensively from what I can tell from what Kyle puts up, but I still feel like that's a situation where if it's a one run, two run game, you know, and he hits in the, you know, top of the seventh or whatever on the road, you know, it's a double switch and, you know, Edmund comes in to play second base um, just to make sure. Um, but anyway, that's it. Yeah. That makes base. a lot of sense. I mean, it
0: is the, um, uh, yeah, I, I looked up something and I'm not smart enough to look this up quickly. Um when we were talking about moving the fences in, I was like, "Let's see, let's see how this correlates to the doubles." And this year, even with two guys that have hit thirty plus already, and potentially, well, I would think two more definitely will because I know Carlson and Goldie are right there on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're still only nineteenth in the league in doubles. And, you know, they were last (laughs) in Mm -hmm. 20 and 19. And I I can't break down the home. I didn't have enough time to break down the home and road. But I wonder how much that plays into it as well. Because, you know, their power numbers are so bad, you know, pretty much everywhere.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they are. Um, And, you know, of course, part of the deal is the doubles, like Tommy Edmonds doubles, they happen. They're not... Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're happening somewhat it's because there's a big. A little role. bit of Carlson
0: in that as well. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. Those yeah.
1: beat out guys, ones that are singles for a lot of guys, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, sh- let me s- see if I can quickly see that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I will i can't pull it up right now. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, just, yeah,
0: so, I yeah. didn't have enough time while we were moving through stuff. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to look at.
1: Yeah. Uh, quick question for you. Um I was looking at free agent pitchers. Noah Syndergaard will be, I think, a free agent. This is this option. He hasn't pitched since 19.
0: That, that has How a lot of. What do you yeah. think? That has a lot of Chris Carpenter type feeling to me. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To come back and rehab it and be ready to go. I don't. Yeah, I'd be worth a shot. Um, gosh, I, I, don't, what would he demand? You wonder.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know. Probably, probably more than you'd want to spend. Probably. Yeah. But I, I, but I can't. I can't really imagine. Exactly. I don't be know. Big. I mean, the talent's there. He's. I think he's going to be twenty nine. Um. Yeah, he'll be 29 next year. God, what a that's 29 crazy. 29 right now. Um. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really interesting. The only d- difference is Carpenter was. Carpenter was not necessarily as good. Yeah. As was. You know what I'm saying. He didn't have at least have the reputation. Of course, he didn't play in New York too. That helps. Yeah. Um. I don't. I mean. I guess it depends to some degree if if he makes it. Um, back to the majors this year. Um, let me see. I, I, you know, yeah, I know that he
0: had a setback in his last start, but I think that may have been a COVID setback.
1: Okay. This was, he was set for, yeah, that's two weeks ago. So, uh, he resumed. No, he says this, this is a day ago. It says resumes playing catch. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. He tested positive for COVID at the end of August. Since then he's been cleared. He says a late season return to the bullpen has not yet been ruled out. It feels to me that he's probably not making it back this year. Yeah. I mean, September 8th, um, you know, be tough unless they can get him to where he can only do an inning or two and they're willing to test it. I don't know. Boy, I, I, you know, I feel like that's probably a situation where the Mets sign him to a one. year deal Soon after the season and try to get something out of him. But,
0: that was my that was my knee jerk reaction as well, yeah. especially with the uh, Degrom uncertainty right now, because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of guesswork going on right now in the Degrom situation, or you could even say cover
1: up. Hmm, that's, that's an interesting choice of words there. I think. Yeah. Um, well, I just don't
0: buy it's it's healed when all signs point to Tommy John. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not how it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it. That's fair. I mean, it would be the Mets too. Um yeah. boy, they're a mess.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I hate that because I like Alderson, but holy cow.
1: Um, I mean, it could be, it could be a situation where they're really just hoping that he can hold it together for a start or two, while they yeah. stay in contention, and then, you know, he has the surgery next year. Um, I don't know. That's a, it. Is a, of course you know you're not getting anything out of him right now. Yeah. Um, when was the last time he pitched in the major leagues? Um feels like it's been forever. Um although Jacob DeGrom says his elbow was perfectly healthy. So yeah. You know, take that for what it's worth. I, yeah. guess. I also
0: say I'm not overweight.
1: <laughs> oh, see I never bothered. <laughs> I never did say that. Uh, he pitched on July seventh. Um so um yeah. And he had a couple of stints on the DL before that, or at least one. So I don't know. That's an interesting situation with, well, of course it's the Mets. It's always an interesting thing, but you're right. That may be enough. To, and they may want to see, you know, it would be weird for a guy that meant so much to the Mets early in his career or so, such. So identified for the Mets, for him to basically play his last game for the Mets, you know, Two years before he leave. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you, you, you no idea that at that time that he was anywhere. You know, he had two years left on his contract. You, you think you're going to see him some more, and he don't. Um, but if he hits the free agent market, yeah, I think I'd love because I think that's a situation you, that you're probably not spending a ton of money now. Yeah. I don't know that, a, you know, or am I saying, do I want Noah guard instead of Max Scherzer? I don't think I'm saying that. Sure. Because um, I don't think, you, I mean, that's another guy that has a whole lot of flags with him, you know, and, and you want to, you're looking for some sort of certainty, but if you could get him for a relatively low price and that could be a huge payoff.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, yeah. it would, it's, and it's one of those to where you would think the smart move would do, be for New York to resign him, but I'm not so certain New York's going to look the same after next year. You know, they, yeah. I think they're going to push all in to try to get Theo or somebody of that ilk to try to turn things around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, and it's already getting to that, a lot of changes, you know, new ownership. I mean, the Grom's are, uh, DeGrom, um, Syndergaard's never thrown for this owner, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, is this a situation where the, you know, a lot of those old ties don't mean as much because some of the same people aren't there. Sure. I don't know. Um, that's yeah, I, weird. I, of course, you know what's going to happen. Of course, he's going to get the free agent market. And the Dodgers are going to get him. Um, oh yeah, they're the
0: team that that, that you know, the Cardinals of the early twos that could do no wrong. That's become the Dodgers.
1: Yep, they they figured it out for sure. Yeah. So Anyway, um, Cardinals got the Reds this weekend. They send out Lester Michael as Hap. Um, they're in St. Louis, which is helpful. What I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it? It feels like it's when you run those three guys out there. Not that they're not fine and everything, but you really, you really feel like it's kind of a struggle to win two of three with them when you don't have a Wayne Wright or a Flaherty or something like that to, yeah. to you know go in there. I mean, what do you think? Can they take two of three?
0: I think they can win two of three. I think they can win. I I think that they're going to get us almost tasting a playoff spot. I think it's going to get that close. I think they're going to play really well over these next nine games. To really teeter on it, and you'd be surprised how worried I am about the Cubs series.
1: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. We talked about this beforehand, but with, with players not th- not having anything to lose, and the fact that the Cubs always seem to, yeah. Do I, the, I mean, and that's, you know, and I remember when the you know back in the some a few those few times where the Cardinals might not have been good and the Cubs were, you know, yeah. Cardinals still would. You know, th- those series just don't ever seem to follow what no.
0: The, and, and I'm – it, it may get blown out of the water. I just feel like strength of schedule is overrated this time of, time of year. I mean, just because I think that you're used to – some of these – it's like some guys just come out and play hard because they're playing for jobs for some of these teams, you know, and I, and that's always
1: a troublesome situation. I would say that this year it's more relevant than some others just because they don't have the 40-man expansion. Yeah. Because you know, this time of year you over, you were seeing some guys who had no idea. You'd never seen. You know, they were playing in a triple A or double A, you know, a month ago. Never seen them before. And they, you know, especially when you're looking talking about pitchers, but even hitters, you know, they bring up this prospect and you don't know how to get him out. And so he's, you know, hitting four hundred or something like that. Um this year, you know, with only a couple players, not as much. Um, but obviously the Cubs look a whole lot different than they did yeah. the last time the Cardinals saw them. Um and so there are going to be some names that that you know they don't know um and and, you know some of those guys like Bodie were the guys that always burned them anyway so yeah that's true yeah um Patrick Wisdom has hurt his former team a couple times so um you know there's things like that so I don't know I, I agree that it's a little bit concerning but that would be that would be 2021. Wouldn't it be that you get yeah. through the, get through the yeah. Padres series and you're like a game or two up in the wild card. And those last two weeks against the Brewers and the Cubs, they just fall apart and miss the playoffs. That's yeah. That would be the way it would work. Yeah. You had a good point. Similar to 18. Yep. Yep. Pretty close. All right. Well, we'll find out Cardinals start tonight. Um That red series. And it's, and it's a big one because of this time, you know, if they lose that series and they struggle against the Mets, by the time we talk to you next week, uh, that Padre series may not mean much. Yeah. Um, so this could be a, a big week for the Cardinals. Uh, pretty much everything is a big for the Cardinals until, until it's not. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but until next time for Allen, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Shooter from the belt to the plate, a swing and a miss. And that's a winner. That's a winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals!